0: praise Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now, Lord. Hallelujah just for who you are. Lord, for your goodness. Lord. Just your sweet spirit in this place, God. Lord, we magnify your name, Lord. Lord, we yet walk with expectation, Lord. We, we lift you up, God. Hallelujah, Lord. because you said if you be lifted up, all men will be drawn unto you, God. So we want to we do your bidding in the earth, Lord, as you direct us and you guide us and you lead us, Lord. Help us to hear what you're saying unto us, God, and to be used by you according to your will. So have your way in this place, God, in every mind, every, every heart, every spirit that's in here, God. Lord, we ask you to just let your spirit reign. Let it rule our lives. Hallelujah. Continue to draw us nearer to you, Lord, like never before, Lord. A greater outlook, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A greater expectation in the hearts of your people, God. A greater courage, Lord, to go and to do the things that you've given us to do, Lord. Lord, to be the light, the salt, the the witness that you want us to be in every occasion and every situation. We cast out fear. Lord, we cast out doubt. Hallelujah. We walk in the power and the authority of your word, God. Lord, as those who know that they are your children, you are our father. We thank you right now. Hallelujah for who you are, God, in our lives. We say thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Be seated, amen. Thank the Lord. I just feel a sweet spirit in this place. And the atmosphere has changed. Hallelujah. And I am blessed, amen, by just continue to bless, I receive. Bless the Lord, give Him the praise in all things. You know, God just wants to do so much in your life. I would say, who me? Yes, you. God wants to do so much in your life. You just got to say yes, Robin. Say, just have your way. Let it be done. Amen. And watch God move. Amen. So we're gonna go ahead and release our children, our youth to their classes. Amen. Before we get into the word, but. Y'all, y'all walk with an expectation. Receive today, children. Hallelujah. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for all the workers that work with them. Amen. Diligently, faithfully, pairing. Hallelujah. Pouring out. Praise them right now. Hallelujah. Woo. Been a busy week? Anybody have a busy week? Amen. Have a good week? How about a God week? Huh? (laughs) Amen. God week. That's better than the good week. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even feeling better. Last week, my throat was acting up on authority over that stuff. Amen. Said it all in order trying to tell. Me. Got a loose here. Every time I all say, oh, sickness is in the house, I say, I'm not letting it come near me. I'll fight it to the end. I'm not gonna receive none of that. Amen. But I'm just blessed this morning. You know, I know I'm not the only one in here. Amen. But I'm blessed to be in the house of God, Amen, excited about what God is doing, Amen and believing him, but, you know, I, I I think about all that we have before us to do, and, you know, I, I look at the church at large, and, you know, the direction God's got me going this morning. I want us to really hear and, and you know, just look at ourselves, amen, in the light of this parable. You know, because you know, as we were doing our reading, this was one that hit me as we were reading through the book of Matthew, you know, just coming across one of the parables as we were reading through the the 25th chapter of Matthew. And what I'm just really hit home with. You know, it just really begins to resound, not just with me, but, you know, even with the, the theme, amen, that God gave us this year. And I just see it unfolding more and more. A time to do. Time to do. Time. To, just tell someone, time to do. Hey, amen. It's time to do something. You know, you want you want to do something? Amen. There's plenty to be done. Amen. But see, today just wondered, we're going to talk about, you know, the benefits of doing, and the warnings of not. It's in the scripture. Amen. And, you know, there there are benefits in God's kingdom. Amen. When we do what He saved us to do. You know, just think about why did God save you? Uh, I mean, here we all know he was lost. But he didn't just save you just to save you. Amen? He saved you. He brought you into his family. He brought you into his kingdom, you and I both. Amen? He redeemed us, amen, from the fall, amen, you know, and, and he brought us in so we could just kick back and coast. Enjoy the ride. Be blessed. Just receive everything that comes our way. All the promises of God. Amen? Just tell somebody there's more. Amen, there's more. Because He didn't just bring you in, amen, to save you and to bless you. He brought you in that you might serve Him. Amen? Amen? And I say it all the time, but you're really driving that point home. Amen. Many many people come to God. Amen. and, And they say, save me, Lord. And he saves them. Amen. And then we want him to serve us until he comes to get us. Amen. Meet my needs. Keep me. Supply. You know, do all those things. Amen. But there's a part that we must play in the whole equation. Something that... It's up to you and I to do. And there's too many Christians in the kingdom of God who are just coasting. Hello? Coasting along, waiting to go to heaven. Amen. Saved me. Got me out of this. But there's more to it than that. So turn with me to the book of Matthew, 25th chapter. Amen. And this parable comes right on the heel. Of the parable of the virgins, the, the five wise and the five foolish. Amen. You know, they had an expectancy. They were waiting for the coming of the king. They were waiting for the groom to come and get them. But in the process of waiting, there's something that needs to be done. You know, you know, I think about when you go to a restaurant, amen, you got a waiter or a waitress. And how many of you have been to restaurants where, the waiter and the waitress just stood there and did nothing. They just, I'm, I'm a waiter. I'm waiting. Right? I've been to restaurants where it seemed like that's all they wanted to do. And I want some service. <laughs> but they're waiting or they're talking to one another or, you know, they're, they're engaged otherwise. And I'm the patron and I'm paying to be here and I love to, I like to leave tips. But I want some service, Amen. And see, too many of us are—you are, know—we've come in and we're we're waiting on the Lord, but we're not doing anything. And He wants some service, Amen. So when we look at this twenty-fifth chapter, I'm going to start reading at the the twenty—I mean the fourteenth verse. And we're going to read through this parable, and then we're going to go back and we're going to just begin to pick it apart. Is that all right? Since for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who came, who called, excuse me, his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. which had received the one talent came and said, "Lord, I know thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast thine that that is thine." His lord answered and said unto him, "Thou wicked and slothful servant." Thou knowest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore have put my money to the exchange, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given. And he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. That's a big story. So much in there. I hope we begin to see ourselves in this parable, because we're all in there. Somewhere, we're in there. And the the truth of the matter is, the vast majority of the church of Jesus Christ fall in one of those categories. The vast majority falls in the category of the one who received the one have taken and hidden their talents. And they're just coasting, just waiting. So we have here in this, this this parable, you know, there's three servants, one that got five, the one that got two, and again, the one that got one. This implies that we have work to do. Hey, Amen. He's given us something to do. He gave his servants something to do, and they, he took his journey off into a far country, amen. So there's work, there's business, amen. You know, it, it implies that, that we should be in a state of working, not as the, the virgins that he spoke of before, waiting in expectation of his coming. But this one lets us know we should be busy. We got something to do, Amen. And we got to be busy about our Father's work, Amen. And so we got to be in preparation because we know that one day, they knew he was going to come back one day. So they had to be prepared and ready. Amen. Working for His service. Amen. Stirring up, as 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 Timothy was told, stirring up the gifts that are within us. Amen. Moving in a way, Amen. That. God could be blessed by it, and others around us can be blessed by what God has put in us. In this parable, the master is Christ, okay? The absolute owner and proprietor of everything that we see, amen? The word lets us know that the Lord is the owner of the heavens and the earth. He said, You know, the earth is mine, and the fullness thereof, and all that dwell in, therein. Even you belong to God. Save and unsaved, all men belong to God. Amen? So we, we got a responsibility, amen, that he, he is the, the Lord, amen. He is the master of it all, and the servants are the Christians. That are we. Amen. we here, amen, to be the servants, amen. His in-servants, what? They belong to him. We belong to God. So they're called by him. Born in his house, just like we're born into his kingdom. Amen. Bought with his money, just like we were bought by his blood. Think about it. Amen. We, we should be devoted to praise him. Amen. And devoted to work for him. Because he's the one that has saved us. You know, so as we look at this, amen, we're going to deal with three general areas in this parable, amen, that help us to see and help us to really decide where we are individually. Every single one of us in this whole process, what are we doing with what God has given us? Hallelujah. First thing, he, he, he trusted, amen, he committed a trust to them as his servants. He gave them, I mean, he didn't say, okay, y'all go out and make some money and, and do this for me. He gave each one of them a pot to work with. He put something in their hands, amen, before he expected them to bring a return. That's one good thing about God. He'll never expect something from you that he hasn't prepared you to do. Amen? So he delivered to them his goods, amen, and, and, you know, he he appointed to them, amen, the work that they needed to do as his kingdom, I mean, as his people, amen, to serve him just as we, amen, we as Christ's children, we shouldn't be idle. Amen? We shouldn't be, you know, can you imagine, you know, where we're so busy about our father's business, that we can't do. I mean, I'm sorry, not our father, our, our own. Can you imagine how many of us go to our our jobs? How many of y'all got a job in here? And you spend all day on your job doing your own business. Uh, that think that would work very well. The boss, come in, and you 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 know you're updating your Facebook status. You know, you're surfing the web, seeing what kind of shoes you're going to buy. Signing up for Amazon Prime, you know. and You're doing all that. And the Oh, you're doing a good job. What you going to get? You know, the boss. Come. You know, you know, we don't do that. No, no. Uh-huh. I, I, I can't imagine that. But see, as Christians, we do that. Hello? Talk to anybody this morning? Huh? We got to recognize, amen, where we are With him. Mm. As Christ's servants, amen, we have received all that we have, and it all came from him. Amen. And guess what? It all belongs to him. Everything that we have, amen. So even us ourselves, amen, we receive, amen, our orders from him, amen, on what we are supposed to be doing how we're supposed to be doing it. It's, It's a privilege to work in God's kingdom. It shouldn't be a burden or a drudgery. It's a privilege, amen, to be called and to become a child of God. Amen. And see, for in that intent, when we recognize that it's a privilege, we should be willing to do whatever we can to, 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 to show some reciprocity. Thank you, God, for, for considering me. I think about how the psalmist said, Who is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? You know, who are we that God would even take time out to consider us? But because he did, amen, we should be so thankful and grateful that we're saying, Lord, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I be a a blessing to you? Yeah, I know we got stuff going on in our lives. I mean, y'all heard we got stuff going on in our lives. But yet, we still got to serve God. Now, let me rephrase that. We still get to serve God. It's not I got to serve God. I get to serve God. Amen. Because I, I, you know, I would rather serve Him, and I'm glad I'm serving Him. Because when I was out there serving the devil, it was hard. He was taking, 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 and giving nothing in return. Just, just running me raggedy. But see, when I begin to serve God, I begin to walk in the blessings of God. Amen. And I begin to hear His voice and understand His will and walk in His ways. Amen. So when we receive our orders amen, from Christ, amen, and we begin to walk them out, amen, the privilege that comes and the, the manifestation of his privileges in our lives begin to increase more and more. But it's not just for you. It's not just for me. It's for those that's around us. That we might be the light, amen, that we might be everything that he wants us to be. Whatever we get from him, amen, is his property. You ever think about that? Well, God blesses us with a new job a house, a spouse, it still all belongs to God. You know, we really, we, we really begin to align ourselves with God. We become thankful for everything. And, and the, the the my, you know how kids, you know, when they're playing, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. You know, and they take their toy and they walk away because the other kids want to play with it and all that kind of stuff. See, we kind of get like that, amen. We get we get possessive, and it's mine, my car, my house, my spouse, my this, my that, and we don't want to share it with nobody. God blesses us, amen, in so many ways at times. And when I say, I'm not just talking about living faith. I'm talking about his people, amen. And sometimes we, we get all the blessings, and we want to keep them to ourselves, amen. But God is blessing us, so what? We can, what, be a blessing, amen, to others around us realizing, amen, that, The property that he has vested in us is for his interest. Amen? The gifts, the talents, amen. Even as Devontae was saying how, you know, we worship him on the instruments. That's talent that goes to God to profit the body. What good would it do for any of our musicians or our singers just to sing at home? God has given them a gift to share. Just play their instruments at home and they never bring it into the kingdom. Amen? You just worship God at church can never take it into the world. No. Hello. Turn me over to First Peter. Hallelujah. First Peter. Mm-hmm. We are stewards. The scripture lets us know. Amen. First Peter four and ten. All these men that he gave this talents to were tenants of his property living on his property, a man and stewards of that that he put in their hand. 1 Peter 4 and 10, says this, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As we have received, he said, minister the same one to another. You don't keep it to yourself. Hello? But let's minister one to another as the manifold grace of God. If, if I can sing, that's God's grace. And, you know, there's his grace. Amen. And when they talk about man of the many graces of God, amen, if I can play an instrument, amen, if I can speak a word, it's the grace of God. None of us are that good on our own. Hallelujah. But sometimes we take those gifts and we don't give them to God, we give them to the world you the grace of God, but see, we're heaping it upon ourselves. Amen? That's not a good amen there. Hello. So we've got to get in alignment with him, amen? So we think about the fact, amen, as we, we become committed, amen, just as he committed his trust to us, we should be committed to give it back. To you. Amen? Just looking at it and saying, Lord. So he did that, he committed it, amen, and he went off on his journey. Amen. We think about how the scripture in, in Ephesians lets us know how that the Lord ascended on high, and He had given gifts unto men, and He ascended on high. He left gifts here, Amen, for the kingdom, for the operating, Amen. But He ascended on high, but we know that one day He's coming back, and when He comes back, there's going to be a reckoning. Hello. Hmm. You he went. This is this man went on a far country, amen. They know he went away and he purposed him. And after a while, he's gonna come back. Amen. He furnishes everything that we need as his church. Amen. I'm not talking about the building and the chairs. I'm talking about the people. We are his church, amen. So for us for us to be doing all the things that we need to be doing. Amen. So as we operate as the church, as we hold His principles and His laws, amen. As we operate under His promises and under the power of His Spirit, as we do all those things, amen. We gotta always remind ourselves: it's all for and about Him. Amen. And as we, you know, as we do those things, guess what? Blessings are gonna come our way. Amen. We are gonna overcome circumstances and issues and all those things. Amen. Even the Word lets us know they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. But, well, that's not just for our glory. The things that we go through in this life are not just about us. If you really knew as a child of God how many people are really watching your life from afar, amen, watching your life silently, amen, to see how you're going to respond and what you're going to do. You're preaching, amen, without saying a word. I heard someone say one time, I'd rather see a good sermon than hear one any day. Amen. It's how we live and how we conduct ourselves. But sometimes we open our mouth and we mess it all up. So we got to make sure that our living lines up with what we're saying. Amen. To the glory of God. Because, you know, some people, it's a... Let us know, amen, that we are living epistles seen and read of all men. Some people won't pick up a Bible till they see one living before them. That's you and I living it out, amen, in a way, amen, that makes them curious. Where'd you get that? Where'd you learn that? Show me. Teach me. I'm going to church it out. That's how we lift him up. That's how we magnify his name, amen. We got to rise above just being ordinary people. Amen. We're just not natural. We, we're supposed to be supernatural. We're supposed to be spiritual beings. Amen. Walking in a way, amen, that glorifies him. So he gave them these gifts in proportion to their abilities, the trust that he put upon them. Now, when he talks about the talents in, in Matthew 25 and 18, which we'll get to a little bit here in a little bit, amen. The actual word, when you look it up in the original language, is the actual word there for talent or money in that scripture. We all seen the word money, right? I didn't write it there. Amen? But it actually means silver money. So he gave them some substantial money. And when I looked it up, and the, the value of what he gave them back then with inflation, you know, and, you know, all that, I looked it up. In today's amounts, and it will amaze you how much he gave them. He didn't give them, when you think about one or two talents, some people might think one or two points. No. He hooked them up. I say he hooked them up. Amen. A talent, amen, is equal to 66.6 pounds of silver. And when you break that down today, one talent would be $720,000. Yeah, he wanted them to work. He gave mistake to do something. Okay, two talents, one hundred and thirty-three point two pounds, one point four million dollars, one million four hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's for the two talents. Do the math on the five, huh? Five talents, 302.9 pounds, which in today's value would be $3.6 million. Think about it. I mean, this, this master wasn't no slouch. He wanted them to do something with what he gave them. He gave them a good stake. Now look, you go ahead and do something with what I'm putting in your... And that helps us to understand the value of what God has invested in us. The value of the gifts, the talents, the understanding, the knowledge, the salvation that he has invested in us is no light thing. It's not a couple of coins. It's not to get you through two or three testimonies, the struggles, the trials. He gave you a stake. And I'm not talking about a me. I'm not talking about a ribeye. Okay? You know, he invested something great. I mean, you're talking about $3.6 million? Whoo, my goodness. He wanted them to get some return. And think about it. He really had to trust these servants to leave that kind of money with them. Trust him now. You're not going to rip me off, but you're going to use my money rightly. Amen. So the value of his, think about the value of his blood that he poured out of. Huh? What well, he did, amen. So he gave them, amen, he gave to some more, some less, just like us. We Some have more talents and gifts, some have less, but guess what? It all equates to the same. Hallelujah, because it lets us know, amen, he gave to everyone according to what? His several or to his ability. Think about that. He gave to you and you and you and you. He gave to each one of us according to, he didn't give us something that we weren't able to have. He didn't give us more and he didn't give us less. He gave us exactly what you could have. The gifts, the talents, the ability. That we all have, because we all have at least one. We all have at least one thing we can do for the kingdom of God. Not just for ourselves. But he gave all of us according to our ability. So sometimes we think we can't do it and we're not able, the devil lying to you. I say the devil lying to you or else you're just denying what you have. Because you have something that you can do for God. Too many of us are waiting for him to do something more for us, though. Hallelujah. He gave us the ability. Amen. And it makes a difference, amen. It gives us the ability, you know, to do and to bless him in a way, amen, that others will be drawn unto him. Hmm. divine providence, God's moving in our lives, makes a difference, amen, in our ability, in our mind, our body, our state, amen, our reasoning, relationships, amen, as we allow him, amen, and his gift things to rise up in us and and not deny it, you know, sometimes we got so many other things going on in our lives, amen, that we don't even stir up those gifts, amen, we... We, we allow ourselves to be consumed, amen, with just getting through the day. But how many of us, again, I have to keep going there, how many of us, all oh, no matter, in, in spite of what's going on in our lives, amen, at times we're able to set it aside when we go to work to do our job. Hello? You ever been there? Maybe going, going going, through the, you know, going through hell in your marriage. But when you go to work, you know how to set that aside. I got a job. I have to lose my job. Hello? Can, can I talk to you? <clears throat> okay. You you, you you, might be struggling in, in any area, but we know how and when to set those things aside when something got to be done. But do we know how to not set them aside but give them to God so we can do what we got to do for him? Because one thing I've learned, amen, in, in my few years of walking with God, and I say few and not not coy at all because this time is short, amen, but in my few years of walking with God, one thing I've learned is as I give him my problems and I continue to serve him with all my heart, Amen. man, he's got a, just a, a knack, if I can use it like that, of coming in and working on my problems, on my behalf. So while I'm working on his stuff, I'm working on his business, he's working on mine. Huh? But see, too many times we don't give our business to God. We give it to Facebook. Hello? And now you got everybody else in your business that ain't helping your business, Amen. And you, eat, you can I just help us some? If I want anybody in my business, it's God. Okay, because see, I'm, I'm gonna give God, I'm gonna let God get in my business, Amen. And, and see, and, and the resources that God gives me to help me work on my business, and I'm gonna be about my father's business. Because there's been things in my life I couldn't fix. He had to fix them. And, and if I could, I know I talk, you know, when I did talk to people, that couldn't help me none either. All they do is tell you, well, I know, I understand. I wouldn't go through that either. You know, they'd they be giving you bad advice, ungodly advice. You know, but no, God has said no. All things work together for the good. That's what his word tells me. But sometimes it don't seem like it when that all things right at this moment is a spoonful of salt. You know, but that's still a part of the cake, right? But see, sometimes when, when you're going through that part of the recipe, you don't like that part. But we like it when we get to the spoonful of sugar. Same recipe, same cake. But it all got to come together. See, I, I'd rather have God being the cook. I don't, I don't, I don't need all the responses and all that on Facebook. That's why I don't, I don't do Facebook. That's one of the reasons I don't do Facebook. Okay. Amen. But when we look at all the bonuses and all the things that He gives us, Amen. You know, as a child of God, when we stop and think about, in the Roman Empire, the servants, Amen, were able to earn wages. And bonuses, and therefore they could acquire, here it is, they could acquire property. And they could also, even as Paul always saw, they could purchase their freedom. Think about that. So that gave them an incentive to serve their masters Well. And to see to their master's dealings in a good way so they can get the bonuses and they can get the wages and eventually buy their own property and eventually purchase their own freedom. So I'm going to do. think about what I'm saying here. So if we would just begin to serve God well, you think he got any bonuses? Hello, you you think he got anywhere? He gonna hook us up? I I think we just looked at the passage, Amen. That he said if if we it was on Wednesday night and he was saying that you know if we would just trust him and believe him, he let us know that you'll be blessed in this present world and in the time to come. See, a lot of people don't realize that he wants to bless you in this present time. Amen. How many want to? The right okay. now blessings. We got to decide I'm going to serve him right now. But he ain't going to, you know, the, the servant that is not working and is not doing, hey man is just kind of sitting in the break room from 9 to 5. Ain't going to get the bonuses. Hello? He might not have a job after a while. Stay in the break room too long. Get out the break room. Tell somebody get out the break room. Huh? Hello. We got to get there, amen. So we want to be like that. So if 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 the Romans could be such a blessing to those who served them well, how about God? How about him, amen? So we all have a talent. We all have something that we can do for the kingdom of God. It is our duty to render ourselves beneficial to those around us as a child of God. We have a responsibility to be a benefit to those around us. And the more, the merrier. Not just those in your household or not just in those that attend Living Faith Christian Center, but to be a blessing to all those we come in contact with. Why? Because you're not representing you. My life is no more my own. I'm bought with the price. Amen? So as I go and what I do reflects on the God that I serve. It reflects on my relationship with him. How I conduct myself as a child of God, it tells him a lot about me and about the God that I say I serve. Hello? So we got to check ourselves. Amen? Constantly. mm. Everything God does for us, amen, is for his glory. You know what I'm saying? Everything he does for us is for his glory. Amen. The more we understand that and recognize that, amen, the more he's able to do for us because, He, you know, he sees he's getting a return on his investment. Is God getting any return on the investment that he's made in you? Oh, we, we still got to deal with the servants, you know, the 5 and the 10 and 12. I mean, not the 12, wow. Five and the two and the one. But what have, okay, I'm gonna say it. What have you done for God, lately? He does stuff for us every day, every breath, and we keep on sucking air. But what are we giving him in return? Hello. That's right. Mm -hmm. God's a free agent, amen. He's able to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, with whomever he wants, amen. And I thank God that he chose me. Let's go back to Matthew 25. Let's look at verse number 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. this, and unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several abilities, and straightway he took his journey. I, I just want you to take a moment to think about the abilities that you have. Amen. And then ask yourself, where that come from? Ability to sing. Maybe you like like uh, uh, uh dear Tiffany back there. he's really good with members. Huh? Hello? Where'd that go Huh? We all have these abilities. You know, and, and sometimes those abilities just, just come so natural that it's not even like work. Isn't that right? Like you enjoy doing that ability because it's just so Natural to you, that is not hard at all. Where would the ability come from? You know, brother Fred back there got ability to hook up some barbecue. Make you almost bite your own finger. Where did that come from? He didn't get that ability going to school. Although he went to school to hone other skills, but that ability came from where? God. And we think about all these things that we have. And yet we we, we we use all these things, amen, and, you know, I, I love to teach, and I'm not that smart. I mean, I've heard things come out of my mouth that amaze me. I'm serious. It's like, what? Where'd that come? But I know where that came from. That's not me. That's God. That's an ability that he's poured out of him, you know, and if I don't use it for his glory, then I'm I'm remiss. I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm not doing what he's, you know, I'm not giving him back that talent. I'm not investing it, amen, so that now he can get the return at his coming. But when I invested, amen, then something begins to happen. So he took his journey, amen, and, and, and he went away after he gave them according to your different ability. We're all different. Amen. You might have the same gift, but it's still different from that person that, that you know, as I, I watch the singers up here, amen, they all singing, but they all have a different ability in their giftings. That's God's diversity. Amen. And when we bring those things together, and now we come in harmony with it all, God is getting a return on his investment. Way, as we just choose to come on in, amen, to you know he, he 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 is the manager. He knows how to put it all together and oversee it all. He just needs us to say, "Here, my Lord, use me." Here, my send me, as Jeremiah said, "I'll go." That's all we got to choose to say, "Lord, I'm here," not just I'm waiting for the conditions to be just right. You'll miss exactly. You're gonna miss out because in our mind, something always gonna be off. Hello, no I'm always going to be amiss. Amen. But we can't. We 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 have become a people without excuse. Look at verse number sixteen. Because we have to give account of these things. Amen. Sixteen through eighteen, he says this again. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded. With the same, and made of them five talents. And likewise, he that had received two talents received the two. He also gained other two. So, what do we see they did? As Soon as they got that gift, they went to work. They they went, amen, and they began to to double. Hello, and back then, to double your investment was a whole lot. especially when you, you know, the fact one with five had, you know, in our Economy. How much was it? Did y'all remember? Three point six million. So where that would take him? Seven point two million. Think think the owner would be pleased when he came back? Hello. How about the two? One point four. Amen. Right. coming back. Anybody be mad? Huh? But then we get down to the one. Look at verse number 18. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. He gonna take $720,000 to put it in the hole. I mean, even compound interest could have gave him something. That's what he said. When I came back, you should at least put it to the exchangers, put it in the bank. When I got back, I at least got some interest. But invest it somewhere. If you're scared to do it, give it to the money managers over there and let them deal with it. But see, one of the other commentaries as I was looking at this, I was reading, he said, you know what, one reason that maybe he didn't put it in the bank is because maybe he wasn't expecting the owner to come back. And if he had put it in the bank, he would have had to put it in the bank under the owner's name. So he wouldn't have been able to get it back. So let's just put it in the hole and he don't show up. Y'all laughing, but some of us still got it in the hole. Wondering if he going to show up. And why he's gone, I'm going to use it for me. Hello. Get it out the hole. Put it in the bank. I said, "Well, what do you mean, Pastor?" Bring it to the church. Bring it to the kingdom. Say, "This is what the Lord has blessed me with. I'm gonna use it to the best of my ability." But see, oh my goodness! So the two did well. I think about the scripture saying, "You know that can be applied to them." He said, "You did run well." But where did Henry you? That you should not obey the truth. You see, we gotta get to that place and say, okay, they 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 were diligent, they were faithful, they traded the money, Amen, that was entrusted to them. They used it immediately, they put it to work, amen, and started getting a return so that when he got back, they had doubled, Amen, everything that he had given them. Amen. See, as Christians, we should be spiritual tradesmen. Learning our craft. Amen researching and seeing how can I, you know, I'm not going to just make bad investments. Oh, my goodness, why did you go down, down that road? As a Christian, you ever made a bad investment? Getting in a relationship you ain't got no business in? Huh, bad investment? Hello? Ooh, see, I could I could I could that dog will hunt right there, boy. You better watch out. How many bad investments have you made in your Christian walk that you didn't run by God? Things that we knew he wouldn't have been pleased with, but yet we did it anyway. Bad investment. We know we're going against the word of God. Bad investment, Christian. You ain't going to get no return on that. Well, now you got to work harder to get back to where you should have been. Hello. Hello. You know, you ever get off track and now you got to try, it take you a while to get back to the level you were when you got off? That's because you made a bad investment along the way. You got some, that's what make it up to do. huh? But God is great. He came back yet. You still got time to make it up. You still got time. Just tell someone, get it out the hole. Huh? See, we got we gotta to get to a place, amen, where we're using everything that God has given us, amen, to bring a return not to us, but to him. See if I'm if I'm trying to ooh, goodness mm-hmm. help. If I'm trying to water my plant that's way over there, Amen, and the spigots over here, I got what am I gonna do? I can use a bucket or I can use a hose. Either one I use is gonna get wet in the process. What am I saying? If you just let God use you, amen, you, you can't allow his love and his grace, amen, his prosperity, amen, his forgiveness and his healing and all that to flow through you to others without you getting wet. Without you getting blessed. And the more you do, amen, the more, amen, he said, now nah, I can use you even more. We're going to go from the half-inch holes to the three-quarter holes. Now I want to get to the fire hose. I mean, we got it all going on. Why? Because that's how we can do. If we would just let God use what He's put in us, but if you just hold it back, you just hold it back, hold it back. He's gonna come back, and He's gonna be happy. He's gonna say, "What'd you do with what I gave? You? What'd you do with what I put in your hand?" He's expecting a return from us. He saved us so we could serve him. How is your service to the Lord? Mm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I want to be at least, I want to be in the first two. Amen. I'd be happy if I don't even with the two talents. And if I just got one, I don't want to be like the one in the book. I want to be like the others, amen, who say, you know what, I'm going to invest it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, ooh, help us, Holy Spirit. Mm. We got, we got to be about His business, Amen. Choosing to make the right choices, not bad investments, Lord. I'm gonna run this by You. I'm gonna roll all my plans upon the Lord. Say, Lord, how does this fit? How does this work according to Your will, Amen? So, because I, I want to, they were, they were successful, Amen. They, they doubled what He gave them, Amen. When we look in the Scripture, cent for cent, they didn't lose it, Amen. Just like Christ said. All those that you put in my hand, I have not lost him. Think about that. And God has put souls in our hands. There are people around us that God is trusting us to draw to. Him. But if we don't lift them up, they won't be drawn. Amen. And on the other hand, if we And they know you Christian. What are we doing? We're pushing them away. Or if that's what it means to be a Christian, I'm good. You know? But no, we don't want people to look at us and say that, that I'm good. No. They want to say, we want them to say, I want what you have. I want what you got. And we have the ability, every single one of us, to cause people to desire. We we need to live a life that makes being a Christian, being a child of God, attractive to the world around us. Just like Hollywood and, you know, the lifestyle, you know, and all that stuff we see on TV, amen, it's attracting so many of our young people, amen, it's making them attractive. I want a crib like that. I want to ride like that. I want to be a famous basketball player, but they don't see the other side. And when they get out there and they find out that, you know, only a small percentage get that far, and the ones that do, a big percentage of them has got a jacked up life. Hello. So are we making Christianity attractive? Hmm. Hello. Help us, Lord. We got to be diligent. Do everything God has given us to do. Because if we're diligent with the gifts that he's given us, go to Proverbs 10 and 4. But keep your place in Matthew because we're going to go back there. Are y'all getting it? The Proverbs 10 and 4 says this. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. In other words, if you hold them back and you ain't, poverty is knocking on your door. And I'm not just talking about giving and money. I'm talking about utilizing the gifts and the talents, whatever they might be that God has given you. You know, one thing, I, I, I look at different ones who are loving. The Bible is so good and clear. He said, he that has friends must first show himself friendly. And I see people that are outgoing and loving and friendly. And boy, they got people all around them. Wanting to be their friend, wanting to hang out with them, wanting to know them, wanting to be like them. But then you got the one that's bitter and, you know, not outgoing, amen. He's like, well, nobody like me. I ain't got no friend. Are you showing yourself friendly? Are you getting a return on your investment? You know, well, nobody calls me. Well, who have you called lately? Who have you invested in Lately, you know the Bible is true. You know He doesn't say just sit back and wait for everybody to come to you. Oh, see, y'all don't want me going down that road, huh? And you were doing okay till you got person. Oh uh, no, but see, you you got to make up your mind. You know what? I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna push past my fears and my insecurities, and I'm just gonna go out there. And if ten reject, if if I go to ten and nine reject, man, at least I got a friend. Hello. But if you never step out there, you might get fired. You don't know. But you gotta step out there. Don't 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 deal with a slack hand. Look at the twelfth chapter in Proverbs. Let's be over there. Amen. Twelve and twenty four. Said the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Hello. And that reminds me, amen, because he said, you know, when, when it comes, I mean, he's he going to make them rulers over what? There's another place he talks. Of, rulers over many. But the slow folk, he's going to be under tribute. You still got to pay. You can still be a slave. Mm. So they were, the return that they got was proportional to what they gave. Amen. The thing is when they invested, they got back for the kingdom, not for themselves. But the third servant, the one that did evil, amen, and there's some things that I, I, I have to point out about him, how they do. He has some preconceived ideas about his Lord that were not necessarily true, amen? But when we read over it, if we don't stop and get the mindset of this servant, we will begin to think that there's some things about his master that was a little off, you know, and this, this is not the case. Man, he received the one talent. He went and hit it in the ground. Hallelujah. Wrong thing to do. Amen. And when it came time, amen, you know, he didn't have nothing to show in return. The Time is coming and I want to have something to show in return. Amen. How about you? And we don't want to be, you know, because the history says, the, the, you know, when we look at some of the history in Scripture, we say the proportion is different. When Jesus healed the ten lepers, how many came back? Only one. Only one. The rest of them received the blessing and just kept right on going. huh? But one in this case came back and said, thank you. Thank you. And he was made whole. Amen? He came right back. Amen. That's over in Luke 17. But we're not going to go there. Hallelujah. So we got to understand. They doubled it. Amen? They had the abilities. They begin to use them. You have abilities, and you need to use them. The kingdom of God, all of your gifts and talents, all those things, amen, and not going and burying it in the ground, amen, and becoming an offense to the master. Yeah, well, why would he be offended? He got his back. That wasn't his intention. Just to get back what he gave, you know, he could have just kept it to himself. If that's all he's going to get back is what he invested. Why invest? That's a bad investment. The only thing make it worse is to lose. But, hey, we gotta, we got to get better than that. Because when we become like that, it's like insulting the Lord. You gave me something that just won't work. Or the fact is, most of the time, we just won't work it. we got to get there, amen, say, Lord, help me right now. I'm not going to bury my gift. I'm not going to bury my talent but I'm gonna use it for the kingdom of God. What is it I'm sitting on that I need to be using? What is it I got in my closet, in my toolbox, Amen? That I'm not using, that I really need to be using for you. And why am I not using it? Why am I afraid? Why am I stuck not doing the things that I know I need to do for the kingdom of God, so that I can bring a return to Him? And I just have to keep reminding us: you can't get back to Him without going through you. So well, you're gonna be blessed. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) I I love the fact that that we all have the same opportunity we can't look at one person and say how come they're so gifted and I'm not how come they're able to do this and I'm not no God gave us all it's just the fact that they choose to use it. that's all they just choose to use it. and if you would use yours if you would explore and you would use yours you would see how amazing God has made you and in whatever area it is that he has blessed you, talented, and gifted you, amen, he is able to use you in the same way. But what happens is we become fearful. The word, use the word, slopeful. The modern word for that is what? Lazy. Because you're just too lazy to get up and do what God has given you. Amen, we, we got to push past all these things, amen. Stop the excuses, amen, and, and be ready to use the opportunities that God has given us, amen, because it is time to do. It's time to do. It's time to do. Do something. Or get out of the way. Let somebody else do something. Sometimes we hold others back. It don't take all that. Ever have anybody get in your way? you trying to go on. you trying to press in and do more, and someone's telling you, I don't take all that. They just trying to control you. No, you don't belong to you. You belong to God. He wants the control in your life. The question is, are we willing to give up control? Mm. Hallelujah. Dug in the earth. Amen. He and then he comes to his master and says, Well, here's yours. I buried it. I was afraid. I mean, there's so many, so much that he said in that statement, by goodness. And here's yours, amen. It's not that he, he embezzled it. I mean, it's not that, you know, he, he misused it or did something wrong. He just put it in the ground. Isn't that okay? No. No, it's not okay. Because when it comes time to answer, he's still got a record for what he didn't do. Amen. Sometimes we feel like, well, Lord, I didn't mess up. I had a good heart. Amen. I lived a good life. Amen. I didn't, I didn't do nobody no wrong. You know, we're coming with all that good stuff that we did. And that's good that we didn't do all this. But the problem, he's not looking at all that. He's looking at what did you do? What did you do? We got a lot of what I didn't do. Hello. I didn't cuss. Huh? I didn't commit adultery. No more? Hello? I mean, we, we got all the things that I didn't do. But he's going to say, all that is good. But what did you do with what I gave you? Because he's looking for, you know, faith in the things that he has given us do for his kingdom. So he's calling us, amen, out of just the not doing, to do it. Hello. Because we would just do. Hallelujah. We would just get in our minds, it's time, amen, to go and to operate like he wants us to operate. So one of the commentaries I was reading, it said this, it said, money is like Manure. He said, oh, Jesus. Huh? That's what it said. He said, money's like manure. That's what it's been said. It's good for nothing in the heap. But it's got to be spread. Huh? It's got to be spread to bring a benefit. Huh? I remember back in the day, they don't do it like they used to. You know, now you buy Scotch Turf Builder Use your little card and just sprinkle it. But I remember back in the day, when my dad wanted to green up the lawn, he'd take his little old, he had this little old Model A. And he'd take that little truck go down to the farmers, and he'd come back with a heap in the back of that truck. And he'd get me and my brothers, and he'd say, okay, go fertilize the lawn. And we get our shovels and the pitchfork and the rakes, and we'd be out there Spread that stuff all in its stink. Woo, goodness. All up on your shoes and everything. But it, it wasn't doing no good all heaped up in the truck. Sometimes, Oh, this know what I'm talking about. And sometimes you pull up and, you know, it'd be so, so raw steam be coming off it. Huh? But it don't do no good all heaped up in the truck. Just like the talent didn't do no good, buried in the ground. It needed to be spread so it could bring some some, some fruit so it can, can can be do what it's supposed to be doing. It's the same thing with our talent. It don't do no good, all heaped up in your heart. All heaped up in you, all in the gift, amen, the talent, the ability, the love, all that just you hold it back because somebody hurt you. Huh? And you know I was a loving person till. Huh? And that's all heaped up in you. Huh? Rather than saying, you know what? Let me just spread the love. And I, I can get a return. And God will be glorified. Yeah, I was hurt. But girl, when I start loving anyway... When I pressed beyond that, when I didn't, I decided, one day I decided I'm not going to be stuck no more. I'm not going to hold back on what God has put in me no more. But I'm going to allow it to come forth. Amen. I want to be a blessing. I'm, I'm going to do the opposite. Rather than hurt people, I'm going to love people. And we choose to use what he's given us rather than let it be all shut down. and Ain't do nobody no good. See, I didn't put all that in you but to stop with you. Because now because of hurt and fear and pain, now, now you can't flow like God wants you to flow. That's why it's important that even we, we 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 must choose to forgive so that now we can flow. I can't begin to tell you how much it freed me up. Hey Amen, when I finally chose to forgive my father. It's like a whole weight was taken off of me. I don't have to worry about it and struggle with none of that no more because I chose to forgive and, and it's gone. And now, I, when well, I, I can testify of the goodness of the Lord, Amen. I can say, you know what? I can call him and I can talk to him. And I can say, I love you, Dad. Hey, I'm good. And I mean, it, it's there. But as long as I was holding that in me, I couldn't be loving, Amen. I, I, the, the breaking couldn't come in me because I was so stuffed up. With Hatred and anger and hurt—I couldn't even cry. I was just yeah, I, You know, I, I was just so emotionally shut down. But when God delivered me, I made a decision that, Lord, I, I, I just got to give this to you. And when I gave it to Him, it's like He said, "Thank you." And now I can take out that stony heart, and I can give you a heart of flesh. And now, sometimes I can't hold back the tears. They just get to coming. Amen. I'm like, get a grip. (laughs) But they get to coming. Amen. Amen. I'm like, well it's just so, so liberating when we get past those things in our lives that hold us back and keep us, amen, from being and doing everything God wants us to do. Don't let one situation in your life change every other situation coming your way. Huh? See, you gotta, you, either, either you can be stuck under or you can be overcome. Huh? gonna be thrown at you baby, it's gonna come. But you gotta learn how to shake it off. I just think about the story the, the the goat that was you know the farmer his goat fell in the hole. And he said, how can I get my goat out the hole? I, I just don't know how I'm gonna get the goat out the hole so well he's gonna die down there, so let me just go on and let me just go on and bury him. So he got his shovel and he just starts throwing throwing dirt in the hole. But that goat had better sense than the owner. Did his enemy trying to bury you with stuff, with guilt, with shame, low self-esteem? He's trying to bury you, but every time he thought, do like that goat, shake it off and pack it under your feet. And the more the owner threw the, the dirt, he just shake it off. And the more he did, he just got higher and higher. Next thing you know, that goat stepped on out the hole. I'm free. You see, you gotta learn how to shake it off, Amen, so that you can move on forward. Obviously, so you can move on forward. But see, you gotta allow God to use what's in you. But if you just let the enemy bury you with stuff, you can stand there and watch it come up around you. Next thing you know, it's around your neck, and then you let, like, oh. or you can shake it off. And something, not a hole is full. He can't fall back in there. Hey, man, he's set free. And we got to decide, do you want to be free? Do what God has given you to do. Don't just stand there and take all the stuff the enemy throwing at you. No, I'm a child of God, and I'm here to glorify him. I don't want to be one that buried it and left it in the hole. And I'm not going to be left in the hole either. But I'm going to rise up. I'm going to be who God has called me to be. You got to decide. It's up to every single one of us to make a decision, amen, that we're going higher. That we're going to move out of this place and not be stopped, not be stuck. I'm going, hmm. God wants to bless us in so many ways. He wants to move in so many ways, but we got to make up our mind. Because after a long time, I receive, after a long time, yeah, he's going to come back. Now, this is the thing that we got to remember. We all have to give a reckoning to God I don't care how long maybe whether you've been saved one day or 80 years maybe 120 I'm still shooting for 120 unless he said otherwise I'm going to give it my best he's kept me halfway I'm halfway there woohoo you know Still running up the stairs. The other day, I ran outside, ran to the mailbox, and ran back, ran up the stairs to the front door. And said, you ain't even breathing hard. Look at you. Huh? God, you're so amazing. Huh? Well, I, I thank God. But I'm true. How? Now, wait a minute. Am I the only one in here who want to make the best of it? Huh? See, I got, I got good examples going before me. Daddy over there said he's 80, 84 years old, still running strong. Huh? Come on. Mom, 83, she's still working at Wally World, but we working on that, too. Huh? But that's how, that's how evangelism feels over there, you know what I Like, hey, but thank God. So he got, but we all have to give in a reckoning, amen. Even though the account has been deferred for a season, don't think payday ain't coming. Don't think he's not going to come back and say, what you do Well, what I gave you? He's going to come, amen. And when it, when it comes, amen, I want to be able to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, this is the other part. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. Back then, amen, they get to go to a banquet with the, with the owner. But see, I'm, th- I'm thinking about, you know, spending eternity with the owner. Serving as kings and priests in the new heaven, and the new earth. That's what I'm talking about. That's the joy that I want to enter into. Amen. But we've we, we got to do our part now. We cannot just coast through Christianity and not say, Lord, what did I do for you today? Who did I reach? How did I lift you up? What gift? What talent? How did, what did I do for the kingdom today? I just sit back waiting for the king to do for us every day. Lord, help me. Got our list of wants. And we're still waiting. For the Lord to do everything we need. Mm, mm, mm. No, 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 no. No, no, no. God wants us, amen, to call upon Him. And to serve Him. And to do all those things, amen, that He's given us to do. It's in you. It's in you. Some of us have multiple gifts. And we go to work. Home, store, church, and none of those places give back. Leave our patron. He's blessed us. Go and spend it on. Get our groceries. Go to the house of. him Eat our food. Watch our cake. Flip through our cell phone. Come to church and we might put something in the offering. And then we go to the job. And unless someone asks us, we're not going to tell them about the king and it's saints. And we go back home. We go back through the same routine over and over again and then you come to church and say I love you and I serve you and he said when was the last time you did something for me when was the last time you told something about me oh not your brother and sister at church I already heard your testimony 15 times They know you've been saved. And as the Bible says, in the way. But it's time for us to get out the way and let God use us. It's time for us, amen, to decide that I'm going to do something for God. Say, well, I prayed that was for you. Because you started asking him for something else. I fasted. That was for you. Because you're going through something else. But well, I'm so sure that we have the purpose to reach something. We have the purpose to be alive. We have the purpose to look within ourselves and see what gifts and talents that we can be using. We all have strength. I'm convinced that as long as we have breath in our body, we can do something. He can use us to reach somebody. He can use us to be alive. We just got to choose. Make ourselves available. to you. Yeah, you've been through stuff. Some of the people you need to reach. Use your testimony. Tell him about the goodness of the Lord. But he's kind of, Stop being afraid. Stop insulting God. That's one of the things that, that sir, when he, when he said, I buried it and here's yours, as though this is good enough, this is good as it gets. You know, the one with the two could go before the master and just gladly and proudly present his two just as the, the one with the five because that was his ability. And the owner recognized that. He didn't expect no more from him than what he gave him. And he expects no more from us than what he's given us. But he does expect us to serve. But when the one who buried it in the ground thought, because I didn't lose it, that should be good enough for me to make it in, let him know, no, no. Take that from him. And what does it say I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up, but I, I really want us to get this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holy Spirit. i got to cut past some of this because I'm trying to wrap it up. But he said, take this from him. I listen. Mm. So poor. Y'all don't know what I'm feeling right now. Oh, hallelujah. Let me get down to that one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap it. I don't want to miss this point. First of all, he said, well, let's look at verse number 24. Mm, mm, mm. Matthew 25, verse 24. That he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know that thou art a hard man, reaping." Where thou hast not sown. Gathering where thou hast not sown. Where did he get that impression of the Lord? Where did he get that impression? Because he sold into him. And had got nothing in return. He sold into him. 720,000 miles. In our value, okay, I got to keep it there. And had got nothing in return. He blessed him. I was afraid. And I went and hid the talent in the earth. How many of them are afraid to use what God did? Afraid to step out there and trust Him. Afraid that it, I might get rejected. That's all right. You might get rejected, but don't be afraid to get rejected because they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting Him. Huh? But you just got to keep on going because you will be rewarded. But the thing is, he didn't accept his excuses. That he, you know, judged him to be a hard and an austere man. Doing all these hard things. No, he, he didn't accept that. He said, no, he didn't say, well, I understand. I get it. I'm glad to get mine back. No. No. He still held him accountable he was still held into account Amen. for what he had done. Mm-hmm. I got to get to this other verse. I'm not really going to get there. I'm cutting past a whole lot. Look at what it says in 26. He said, His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slowful servant, thou knewest according to how you see.'" It, He's letting him know that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not straw. Thou ought, therefore, have put my money to the exchange, that at my coming I should have received mine own with interest. So he judged me, called him slothful, he called him wicked, because why you took my stuff and you didn't do what you were supposed to. too lazy, too fearful. And God's not going to let us off the hook because, you know, we're uh, uncomfortable or we're afraid. No, he's not going to let us off the hook. He's given us a charge. How I many of us know what the great commission's in? Go. Huh? Go. It's the first word. He just not say, if you're not afraid. Those of you who aren't afraid, though. gave us a charge. When he first drew his disciples to him, he said, come. First word, follow me. And when he left, he gave him the final charge. Go. And basically, do what I have taught you. Teach others likewise. But if we don't do that, amen, he judges us as slopeful. Proverbs 18 and 9 says this. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. You don't want to be a waster. He contradicted himself. You never have hear anybody, you know, explain why he didn't do something but the explanation just tells on him? He I knew you were hard, man. So I didn't do nothing. Well, if you really know I was a hard man, what you think I'm going to do? I'm going to do something. I'm going to hold you accountable because you didn't do what I told you to do. I'm not going to give you an excuse. Gonna, you don't get a pass. That's what this really comes down to. We don't get a pass for not doing what God has told us to do. Mission justice. We've got to rise up, y'all. You know. got to make a decision that we're going to do it His way, not our way. We're going to serve God. And in return, He blesses us. Even Jesus said, well, I came not to be served, but to be served. Let's follow His example. Let's be like this. Tell that co coworker to God. That neighbor of the garden. Live an out loud life. No undercover. Time hurts. Let's write. Uh, I'm not stopping because I'm out of material. Got to make our minds up. God, I'm doing it your way. Hallelujah Mm -hmm. while you're standing I want to read this last scripture God wants us to be about our father's business he's given us so much everybody ought to be plugged in amen in ministry in the kingdom doing something he's expecting it of us just you know, just think about how much expectation we have of God in our circumstances and situations, and multiply that of His expectation of us to serve Him. Out of you, because you know, when I think about the fact that the promises of God—I mean, no matter how much we do for Him—it doesn't even equate to what He has in store. Be kings and priests, to reign and. Don't even equate the payback. If, if I can use that word. You know, it's coming our way. But when we don't, 2 Peter 4 and 4 and 2 and 4. 2 Peter. Down through 9 says this. This is this is this is a, 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 a very stern scripture because it said, For if God spared not, the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah and eight persons. A preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungod, and turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just Lot vexed. Now, now here with this, this, this verse really got my attention. He said, And delivered Lot, just Lot vexed with filthy conversations of the wicked. For the righteousness, the righteous man dwelt among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. And why does that verse really catch my attention? Because we can't be around the ungodly and it don't vex our spirit. You got to think about who you're hanging with. Who you're around constantly, over and over and over and over again. If, if, I mean, he points out the fact that being with them day by day vexed Lot's spirit. That's why Lot wasn't quick to leave. That's why, why Lot was kind of on the fence. And he said, No, nah, we, we got to drag you out of here. You, you, you shouldn't be around people that's vexing your spirit, that's ungodly. Be a light. Don't be a sponge. We got we to get there. And the ninth verse is this. The Lord knoweth how, knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. And to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. It's time to do what God has saved us. To, do, to serve Him. To really serve Him. He'll deliver us out of every other situation. that we just put our hands to the plow. Not watch the farming, but our hands to the fire. and don't look back.